0: The show will begin in five, four, three, two, one.
1: Thursday night CrossFit Talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about
0: to change the game, we're out here taking names. Let our voices rise, let them reach the sky. We're about to change the game, we're out here taking names. Voices rise, let them reach the sky. Hickory Dickory Doc, isn't
1: there more that we got? Check on the door, try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I keep it moving, I give my fans, and keep it against them. Hickory Dickory Doc, what is up? It is Thursday Night CrossFit talk show. Jamie Latimer, athlete extraordinaire, analyst extraordinaire, and then just me, Scott. The man not sure about that but (laughs) kenneth says they he loved the hannah black chat today was primo scott you seem to be grooving glad you noticed because i actually felt like i was grooving today um you know taking a couple months off of the big interviews and now doing three in the last week i feel like i'm getting just like stella i'm getting my groove back And if you're younger than 40, you probably don't know that reference. So glad you appreciated that. That was a really fun interview. Uh, She was. um, (laughs) Don't make me laugh, Kenneth. (laughs) The official Thursday Night CrossFit show. Yeah. The original, the official. The original. Yeah. The original. So um gosh. All over the anyway. Hannah was a fun interview today. Paige was a great interview. Got some great sound bites out of both. I put one out that Paige talked about. She contemplated retirement after this season. Um, it's a little teaser on Instagram, TikTok, or wherever you see that. Um, but if you want to see the full thing, go check that out. She actually gives the answer as to what she's gonna do for the next season. Um, Hannah, I asked her about the new season structure and how she was a backfill last year and how, um, she felt about that being cut from 60 to 40. And she said, I don't care if they cut it to 10, let's go. Okay. So love it. Love it. Great soundbite. I'll put out more around that. Um, cause she, that she said more than that, but it was all in that vein. And got me fired up. I was ready to go.
2: Good for her. she's got that dog in her.
1: i I think she does. That's awesome. Um, she talked about Mac and she did MacFest right into Crash Crucible and how they were both really run well-run events and had corrals, which was awesome because it gives you practice with like getting set up, going out to the floor. It's the stuff she needed. and she mm-hmm. said like it wasn't her goal to win either one of those it was just to get practice um and actually at crash there were events that she couldn't finish under the time cap testing and she did at the event and so from like a personal uh standpoint she's really happy with the way it went even though the placing you wouldn't think that in her head she's it's everything she needed and uh and she had success in the places she wanted to have success so check that out it was a really fun interview time went super fast i looked up and i was like oh my gosh we're 50 minutes into this i gotta land the plane um so anyway how are you doing i haven't got to talk to you much this week
2: i know i've been sort of busy um i've got i've just got some like real estate stuff to catch up on i've got two houses that or under contract and just some accounting stuff. So I've just been kind of busy this week. Um, yeah, training's been going OK. I did a whole lot of bar muscle ups this week, like 88 bar muscle ups in two days. It was sort of silly, but I
1: don't know. <laughs> wow, that's a lot yeah. of bar muscle ups. How are your yeah, hands?
2: Tomorrow it feels. My hands are totally fine. Um, yeah, I did like ring muscle ups and bar muscle ups. It was a little bit crazy. Um, my legs are actually sore i i'm like just now getting better from chad uh my calf my left calf was ridiculously sore so um i we did like burpees on monday and i like could barely like flex my foot to push up off the floor tuesday i ran i think both of those things like helped stretch it out a little but i'm just i'm just still really sore to wednesday wednesday we did or tuesday we did jason um so that was the bar muscle up air squat so it's just like i don't know 250 air squats or something so i'm just sore
1: yeah that is really the reason i didn't do chad because i can't afford to like get injured and stop moving forward
2: yeah for sure
1: so i i did attempt i started i got 250 um step up onto my step in my basement. Um, and I was like, You're gonna get hurt.
2: That's perfect And,
1: and it just stopped at that point. Yeah. And then because um Cheryl is giving me these extra squat workouts throughout the week, and my legs are smoked. Like she gave me one last week, it was um in a minute, 10 calories on the assault bike. Max squats, rest a minute until you get to fifty. Okay. Right. So in the first first round, I got the ten cows in like nine seconds. What? Yeah, on an assault Gross. bike, not a. Yeah, like I can move an assault bike for a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah. For a very yeah. short amount of time, I am awesome <laughs> on this <assault> bike. <laughs> um. Like I can get to about 20, 22 before like the wheels come off my bus. um. Got but it. so yeah. I did that and then just hammered out some squats. I got to 20 in the first minute and then everything just went downhill from there.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then today was bring Sally up was my extra work. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And I don't, I actually kind of like that. I don't mind sitting in a squat position that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Um, like she gave me wall sits last week. Those don't bother me. But then it followed up with lunges. Those bother me.
2: That's like the only thing that gets my glutes. <laughs> if I do a lot of lunging.
1: Uh, yeah. Sarah Cooper says uh, coming out hot like your style. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- yeah, I am all all gas, no break. sometimes on an assault <laughs> bike. And it so my buddy and I sprinkles. A couple years ago, he was following Sherwood's um, programming online. It was like, I think it was during COVID. Um, and our old gym opened up and we just went in on a Saturday and they have like a, it's an, like an old loading dock. They call it the pit and they have some equipment down there. So we brought the assault bikes out there and we did death by assault bike. Okay. So it's increased by a calorie and you go as long as you can. Um. And I wanted to win so bad. And he he dropped out at like 13 and I made it to 15. And then at 15, like going into 16 was like, my legs could barely move at that point. Yeah. Like when it stopped, it stopped like completely, but it's a fun one. If you want to try it, like it sounds real simple. when you're doing that one calorie, it's real easy. Like yeah. five calories, super easy. And then you get up into those double digits and and the, the wheels come off super fast.
2: Yeah, I've got to do a Tabata Echo Bike, four rounds of Tabata. I am not looking forward to that. I think that's tomorrow. Four,
0: eight. Four. eight?
2: Yes, eight. Yeah, the full eight. So the full four minutes of Tabata rest like I think it's like a two or a four minute rest four t- rounds of that like i've done tabata echo and it's terrible but i've never done multiple <laughs> tabata echo so i'm like so scared
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that would be horrible. yeah i know is <laughs> bad any tabata anything is bad and then I don't you, hate like...
2: Tabata. And i don't hate it one time but i just i feel like by the third one i'm gonna be like i cannot get through this
1: <laughs> yeah anytime i do a tabata like bodyweight tabata i want to eat a house afterwards
2: yeah we'll see so well we we actually have some crossfit
1: we have some crossfit topics to talk about
0: yeah
1: and uh our first one is boz was on barbell spin last night and i just Mm -hmm. wanted to get kind of your reactions i took down some notes and uh man kudos to barbell spin getting him on the show last night and getting some answers um kind of pissed at myself for not doing that. I have a great relationship with Roz. Um Yeah, you should I, reach out. I, I think we're gonna, I think I'll try to get him on in December, like after the rule book. Love that idea. So um, so I'll reach out to him and see if we can do that. But Spin did a great job uh getting him on and uh answering some questions. And the one thing I want to say is I, I really appreciated after Castro's Week in review where he said money was kind of a th- thing, but it kind of blew it off. Um, that it, that Boz was like, yeah, we need to make more money. We, we need to get, I'm glad someone finally said it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just also don't like that. Like Dave was so adamant that that had no reasoning at all. Like it was quarterfinals, and so they quarter quarter is twenty five so they went to twenty five percent and I mean, well dave Dave did say like it's an extra chance to play, and they both were in unison on that, um but and I guess Dave started out by saying the open is about making money, and that sets the tone for the whole season and what they can do. so like, but I don't know why he was so adamant that of going against that the quarterfinal expansion had anything to do with extra money um and it was nice well, to hear boz kind of admit to
1: that well and i think like everybody i'm hearing talk about is talking about the quarterfinal aspect but in the age groups where you're going to 200 semi-finalists that's that's a lot more money too because mm-hmm. it was 30 last year right right so you go from 30 in each division to 200 in each division that's a whole ton of money.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, that alone, if you get all 200 in every, I don't know if you will in some of the higher divisions, get 200 to sign up, but what is that?
1: I don't know how much it is.
2: That's 8,500 no. per, for 170 extra people, just one gender, one age bracket is an extra $8,500. And there's what, eight of them? There's
1: so seventeen hundred per age, seventeen thousand per uh-huh. age division, uh-huh.
0: and you have 35,
1: 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 67 So seven times okay, so seventeen thousand
2: is one
1: hundred thirty thousand. Okay.
2: Yeah, one hundred nineteen. So that so maybe that's where they're hoping to get a big chunk of their budget to go to toward the to the actual legends and pit um i still don't know if that i
1: mean that i know know for a fact they've already been given a partial budget so like this whole talk like i've heard someone say they're not getting anything and except for the people who register for the games at their event yeah and i know that's not true like i know i've talked to the organizers they've been given a partial budget at this point of like where they can spend money because I don't want to, I probably need to shut up before I say something I shouldn't say, but there's a lot of things already in place that they just haven't announced. They haven't announced where there's other streams of money coming that we are not even talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I hope. Uh, They can stream all the semis this year as well. So nobody has to scramble. I hope they find really good locations. They don't, they're not tempted to go two floors because there's only 40 athletes now, not 60. The the two floor idea was a disaster. And they just don't, they just don't get in front of the story. If they would have said, hey, we had 60 athletes. We were trying to get the heats reduced down. We were going to go to multiple floors. We learned in week one, that was not a good idea. And so, and because of that, they couldn't televise both because you would had to move up all the equipment, move it to the second floor, do all that stuff, then pick it up, move it over to the other floor again. Just, just tell it that's more easily understood then hey it was our financial decision not to show linda
0: mm-hmm. right yeah yeah
1: um so and and one thing boss said and i'm kind of skipping around now but he's he admitted they have not been transparent
2: i know with I know. The, it's with the open scoring um yeah he was re, he was Really honest about that and then but like continuously being honest that like things probably like things are going to stay the same like it's going to like the review process is going to get stay the same and I was like in my head I'm sitting here like. What makes you think that that's a good idea like that's the complaints that you get in this in this field is like. That's where we all had issues like. Like they talked a lot about the threshold, and what happens if somebody throw has like this random score, and oh, that'll get reviewed. No, it won't like sure, if they're top ten and and they're two thousand they have a one place at top ten that that may get may get reviewed, but like Hiller made it very obvious last year that like that kind of stuff isn't getting caught, and you don't care and to say that like. I don't know. He kind of went back and forth on that. Like, I mean, he, he was kind of like, it doesn't matter. And the fittest will get through, which we've said time and time again, that's clearly all they really care about. The very fittest will get through. They don't care about those bubble athletes.
1: So let me ask you this after listening to that, and this is not news. This is not journalism. This is just me speculating. I feel like Boz was torn between towing the company line and saying what he wanted to say. And he got so much more at ease when he, when he got to ask a question Mm -hmm. just to hear the feedback. And I, I I just, I got that feeling throughout. I've talked to Boz a ton at events. Like when I first started judging, Boz was my head judge. Like, like I've known Boz a very long time and he's always super laid back, even in stressful situations. And lately on these podcasts, he, it looks, he looks torn.
2: Yeah. And I can see, I mean, I can totally get that because clearly him and Dave are not on the same page of the story they're spinning.
1: (laughs) I, I agree. I agree. And then that's just going to lead to more.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, who more. do we trust? Right. Who do we trust?
1: Right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've said it on here a million times, like, and I know someone last year week called me out because they do have a PR firm. The PR firm they have does not do their announcements. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's, it's just different. They need, they need an advisor to say, Hey, this, these are the questions people are going to have. Let's get in front of it before we release this out. So we're answering the question before they can speculate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I just, and it was obvious last night. And the, the part I enjoyed the most is when, when Boz asked the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really, and he did, he does that. We've had him on a couple of times. He does that to us. Um, and I think that's when the, the interview gets really fun
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I, I do like think
2: that. he's looking for feedback. So so he, so he is wanting to listen. Um, I don't, I guess what it comes down to is I, I'm curious if he doesn't have enough power to put any of that stuff into play.
1: So here's my next question. It kind of builds on this and it builds on your question. CrossFit HQ has been, has been out of touch with affiliates now for some time. Like, like Boz doesn't go to an affiliate and work out anymore. He works out in his garage when he can, Mm -hmm. you know, Dave, Dave, doesn't, isn't out with the affiliates as much as he was prior to coming back and taking over the games, where is their feedback coming from? Is it internet feedback or is it, it and is it the vocal minority? Like, I feel like they're out of touch with what the real feedback is. Mm-hmm. Because they keep saying like, we've heard feedback. <laughs> like, yeah. To to go on a whole premise like, we heard from you, and we listened, and here's 25% in the quarterfinals. Who the hell said that?
2: Yeah, none of I feel like what they implemented, other than the master's changes, most of that is for the good. But, like, of the quarterfinals and semifinals for individual, I don't feel like they listened. Like, I don't feel like you got it right. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the PFA? Is it the affiliate – Reps that like of I like, I I don't know. And where do they do they actually get good feedback from their contingent? I don't know.
1: But the way they talk about it, it, it looks like in their minds they did hear from somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. they believed that this is something somebody wanted. Uh-huh. But are, are they so disconnected now that they don't even know what the reality of that is?
2: yeah i mean i know they put out i
1: really like like i'm not i know i'm not trying to dog them as people i know like in my job when i got when i was promoted way up you lose you lose contact with the front lines and you lose contact of what's really going on you know that's why undercover boss became so popular yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah um and so I, I think that's why I was refreshed that the boss was asking for feedback right there in the moment. The chat could say things Tyler and John and spin could say things. And he was right there listening to them who are connected to what's going on out in the, in the real world and the affiliates.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to write that down. Like if we can, if you can get them on in December, I feel like that needs to be a question. Like, who ha- who's who has your ear? And when you say you heard and you listened, like where did you get that feedback? Because I feel like a lot of it wasn't. So I feel like we need to. That needs to be a question that's asked.
1: So there's there's a lot of comments. Let's let's look at those real quick before we move on. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Miller says CrossFit HQ has been fractured, disjointed, and messed up for a bit. Uh, Berch, Jay Birch, Jay Burch is saying, so who has their ear? Uh, Chelsea Miller, w- we listened to the exact
0: opposite.
1: Right. Uh, understand CrossFit HQ has never been accused of being good listeners to what the community is saying. And then this one was long. Um, I wonder if they have any count or average or something of how many gyms have competitive athletes, not a solid number, but many and an idea of how met, how they would have got to 25%. And honestly, Sarah, I don't think they looked at competitive athletes. I don't think they looked at any numbers. I think they looked at, this is where, at least Boz was honest last night, they need an influx of funds.
2: Yeah. And quarter a quarter is 25, is Dave's, it made it, made it Oh my
1: gosh. The, I cannot believe Wad Zombie hasn't made a meme about, meme about that. Or other coins and things that, that Dave has done. First day of Dave's um, .com programming was 10 rounds because it sounded like a dime to him. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, I get that they both said like they both could probably make the top 25 and it's just like one more competitive opportunity that some people don't get. I, g- I get that. Um,
1: But. Yeah, I, and know. I'm fine. I'm fine with giving. Like I liked what boss said about giving the community another opportunity to compete. They've taken away the team challenge. They've taken away, um, the liftoff. They've taken away all those other events that the community can participate in, but this affects your professional semifinal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's the disconnect from the 25% to the, to the semis
2: yeah yeah. You, sh-
1: you shrink the entryway to semifinals, and then expand the quarterfinals so every well, not everybody because i ain't getting in but so a lot of people can get in <clears throat> it just doesn't make sense
2: no i agree i mean and he he did say the primary function of quarterfinals will be to get the fittest through um i just <sighs> I just don't know if they've really thought that through because even according to him, they're, they're not changing the review process. They're not, there's going to be repercussions to having more people like to say that the, he expects the community to have the integrity, like, again, you clearly aren't listening to the community because they don't have the integrity to do the right thing. People, it, you limit it like this, people are going to cheat even more because it's like higher stakes. And who has gotten punished enough to for it to matter that why not take the risk?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot in that. So let's look at a couple more. Um, he actually pointed out age groups with the transparency thing. Yes. Yeah. Which I, th- I thought was interesting. Because I know Hiller did a big thing where, like, uh, Tommy Hackenbrook should have made the games because the person ahead of him had bad reps, should have not counted, blah, blah, blah. And I'm wondering if that's what he was directing it at. Because he doesn't indicate anything specific, just that we have not been transparent with age groups. I don't i don't know what that meant
2: <laughs> well i don't think they were i mean i think that happened in several of the age groups like hillard did a video on a couple people i mean there was the guy who had like quite obviously the fake plates because he also couldn't perform at the games in the weighted events like he's aerobically fit that's clear um and he did well in the aerobic events at the games but he can't lift and keep up with the people and so like just funny business like that And he's. He basically said they don't care.
1: Well, and to say the phrase, yes, there are shit birds out there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not going to matter. Like I think it matter like, for the fittest. Do, we've never gotten rid of them to know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, and they are probably right. The fittest are still the fittest, but you, you know, that that is not cool with me. Like I love the semifinal athletes and taking away their opportunity to meet their goals for the season is just as shameful as taking away one of the top athletes opportunity. Mm -hmm.
2: I I mean, you and I both, I feel like those are the athletes we care about more as those bubble athletes. And we want it to work correctly. We want, I mean, we want to see the right people get in and have a shot to make a name for themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And everybody has different goals. Not everybody's goal going into every season is to be the fittest on earth. Some are, in John Young's terms, some people trying to climb the mountain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Darn mountain.
1: Right. So, you know, we we got to love the people on the journey up the mountain just as much as the people at the top of the mountain. That's
2: the base of the, I mean, that's the whole, that holds it yeah. all together, right? That's, I that's,
1: mean, I love the people at the base camp. You do. I love the people at the check-in desk hoping to get to base camp. Right. <laughs> I think that analogy's been used enough now. <laughs> um, one thing that disappointed me that he said was not dropping scores of athletes who do not complete all the weeks of that stage, mm-hmm. or all the workouts of that stage. I think that is an easy fix that that you can get rid of, that you can wipe those off the board. And then the, like the example used a person that comes in, does max thruster and loafs the shuttle runs and then does none of the other workouts. That crazy ass score doesn't even get thrown into the mix. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that is an easy fix and I don't know why they're not fixing it.
2: Yeah, um, one of the other things I really noticed was at 1230-ish in that video, he said, they talk about, you know, we're releasing details now for things that are going to happen in August, October, and November.
1: I I heard that too. Uh,
2: That makes me very nervous. That they're basically keeping Legends the same, like November or December.
1: So, so I've talked with the owners or the directors of Legends, and they are keeping their off-season competition.
2: Great. I remember discussing that. So, I was like, hmm, they can't be that close. That wouldn't make sense. I don't know. That was a very strange wording.
1: It was, but I am going to talk to Joe, uh, the director of one of the two directors of legends. I'm going to get them on the show in the next week or two, uh, where we can kind of hear from them, whatever they can tell us. So I'm hopefully that'll clear some up LDY two, seven, four, two. Thank you so much for the super chat. um, The people that finished at the 20% mark aren't complaining. Just the 10% people, which is less than 30-ish percent, mo people, mo money. And the top will still get to shine.
2: Well, I agree. We we've never said the top won't won't make it through, won't shine again for me it's always those bubble athletes and i want to make sure that it gets done right
1: and pause admitted to the mo people no mo- money on the podcast yeah. last night yeah. i and i was just glad that someone finally said it mm-hmm. so if that's
2: what we said we would have been nice had it just been like pretty transparent from the get-go um people would have probably been a little more on board right but
1: Although fetters always seem to find a way to, yeah. to complain about something. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: Right. And, and I, and I thought about it, like the open hasn't screwed up the season in the past. And there's even more people in that. There's more people that could hit home runs. There's more people. Right. But then the bearer of entry to the 10% kind of, you had the quarterfinals to then sort them out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: now you're opening it up and you don't have a gatekeeper before semis and semis are such a small window and but I mean we'll see it play out hopefully I'm wrong on all this and we still get great people and a great semifinal because semifinals are my favorite time of the year I love the semifinals Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: <laughs> and I, the athletes are under way more stress at semis than they are at the games. Cause so many of them, their goal is to make the games. Right. Then once right. they're there, it's just have fun and do the best you can do. And here at semifinals, man, the tension, the weight to see who gets in and who doesn't get in. Like we talked to Paige about that yesterday. They're trying mm-hmm. to do the math. Mm-hmm. They can't do the math. And she's waiting Like, time stood still when they announced whether she was the last one in or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that's just my favorite time. So, our friend, Carol Brevo. It's just crazy to look back at the cuts to athletes at semi-regionals over the years. It was a huge thing when we combined regionals years ago into super-regionals. We just keep cutting down that field of semi regionals more and more, and it's too bad. That's a big goal for many athletes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I found
1: Sarah Cooper says good. It was mentioned, but may miss many may miss if they didn't don't do not follow spin. That's why you have us too.
2: Comment. We backed it up. Um. So I found it interesting that he sort of, sort of seemed to listen and hear Tyler talk about the spots out of regionals to the games. Um, and maybe just the, every region gets one, like, cause with Asia having two, you're like, really? Like, do they deserve two?
1: So yeah, because Tyler, Tyler said like, when they had Roman, it made sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that they don't have Roman,
2: they should lose that. It enterprise. doesn't
1: make sense anymore. Which mm-hmm. is funny because when Spin brought up, "What if a Justin Medeiros pops out up in Africa?" and Boz's response to that was, "Well, that's never happened before."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And why do we keep talking about hypotheticals? that history has shown us have never happened, but we didn't have a Roman before either. And it happened. And now Roman moves and throws everything out of whack.
2: Right. Right. I feel like, I feel like they have to reevaluate the spots. I just think it should like Tyler had a point, like it should be one per region. And then figure out the allocate the other spots accordingly. Again, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of equal workouts and just taking the top 40 after you like, and if you want to separate one each and then the other 32 athletes go go straight in order.
1: I wish I could get on with on board with you. But I, I think that when the events are held around the world with different in different different flooring, different distance between things, different like that just gets really, really tough to to judge. Yeah. So uh LDY two seven four two cutting from sixty to forty is the big deal. I completely agree. That is where I think and I think Carolyn is saying and Jamie is saying that they keep cutting that piece of the season smaller and smaller and smaller. Back in 2013, when I first volunteered, there were tons of regions they made then went to super regionals and cut the invitees in half. Then they went to semifinals, cut it down and then they cut it down even some more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So yeah, I agree. Um, and I and Andrew, you know, Amy talked about that on Monday. It's just the changing every stinking year and trying to figure out what the changes are mm-hmm. I don't think this year's a huge change. I say that, and then I think about it it is it's yeah, a Big change <laughs> uh,
2: we'll see how it plays
1: out uh and Justin adaristin come from nowhere, he had been at it for a bit, so it was not a huge surprise, yeah I th- I think it was just an example they were trying to use that someone like Justin Medeiros could just pop out of nowhere. Um, Like name him Joe Smith. All of a sudden, one year is really good. I think John's response is, and he's probably on steroids. But yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think the bigger problem is the people just like... Switching regions. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, that affects things. Like, if Tia and Roman pop into the U.S. And, and Bailey moves over to West. Like, places where you don't expect people to be. And, like, that kind of stuff matters.
1: Spin did say he was sending out his AP people this week. He did. Jamie and I are both members of that poll. Uh, I do not have the email yet. Nope. So, but I'm anxiously awaiting to place my votes. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Bailey Martin for the win next year. Just kidding. So, anything else on the spin uh, boss thing? Because we're already 40 minutes in.
2: Yeah. No, we talked it to death. I'm glad they got him on. It was nice to hear from him.
1: Uh, So speaking of Adaris, good segue into the Podium One and Done podcast, which is actually in our notes. But I want to touch on one thing first. Uh, So a bigger, bigger thing for us is Prodigy's podcast is back up and running. It was known as the Copper Hopper, but we changed the name. Um, I shouldn't say we, they changed the name. They are on our platform, so they will appear on our YouTube channel and it is the directors of the pit team throwdown doing their podcast. And they came up with the name prodigies because it was kind of the opposite of legends, Mm -hmm. right? Legends are the masters. They're the ones that have been around a long time. Uh, they're the, the people who do their sport really well and are wise beyond their years. Prodigies are those naturally gifted young athletes, and those are the teens. And so um, not only is the podcast going with the prodigies name, but look for that to kind of be um, what they're called as the teen kind of CrossFit Games possibly going forward. That's awesome. Um, And they actually did an episode 10, um, which was explaining from their perspective what the changes are for the, um, upcoming season. And then episode 11, they had two athletes, one finished, I think 12th last year, one finished 14th in semis and didn't get to go to the games. And now that they are opening up to 30, what that means to those kids, um, and those young adults and what it looks like for them going forward, how they feel, um, the the changes affect them. And quite honestly, I think that the teens and the young adults is where CrossFit got it the most, right. So, um, and Carolyn said she listened to it today, uh, and learned more about two young athletes. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, it was really fun listening to that one. So, uh, and then who who's at the top of the mountain for me uh my wife uh we actually had this show i think well we didn't we didn't combine men and women i don't, I'll think about that i'll come back next week and tell you who's at the top of my mountain yeah yeah i'll do that i i'm already I had an idea and then I didn't have, and I overthought it. So uh, Matt, Matt Frazier and Justin Medeiros had a sit down at the rogue invitational. And if you've been a follower of this channel for a long time, I've never been the biggest, Justin Medeiros fan. Um, And it's not that I don't like him or, or that I, it's that I just never felt like he had the dominating performance that made him a champion he played this game of consistency like with a razor's edge and it caught up with him this year yeah
2: yeah.
1: and now the more and more i'm watching him kind of on his way back from this year's games i'm starting to like the guy now i know you have always been a fan
2: i like him yes
1: because him and your son have the same <laughs> I yeah i i
2: he seems a little young and naive to me always has but i i like the guy he seems genuine um and that's a lot to like kind of and to win and then have all that thrown on your shoulders and and he talked. him and matt talked about that a lot like having the right circle around you or knowing who's actually there for you and all that kind of stuff. Um, he says like a lot, we saw that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I, I like the guy.
1: Yeah. I, um, I love the resentment clips that's been shown quite a bit, um, that they have folders on their phone and then it, it made me wonder like, did i make it into that clip folder
2: i doubt it what you don't you don't don't, really ever bag on athletes
1: i did him like i was a guest on another podcast and i said he lacked the top end strength to be a champion (sighs)
0: so
1: uh kenneth says justin is too old school disney prince for me that's probably why I like him. Um, I think he got humbled a little. I met him at Rogue. He seemed a, like a great young man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first time I met him, I really liked him. I loved his family. Um, they sat right behind the media pit at the MAC in 2021. So before he won the championship where Hopper beat him and he started holding resentment
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Toward, towards Hopper.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because of that and he talks about it in that that discussion um and at the time like you like even as a close observer i never knew that and then now hearing it now it's really funny because i was right there like hopper's crew was on the left madaris's crew was on my right we're in the media pit and uh and that's where jason has big coming out party and Madero's after finishing third at the games only finished third at that semi, mm-hmm. and he really took to heart and I guess threw a lot in that resentment folder from that weekend to kind of motivate him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what blew me away though was that Matt Fraser didn't talk to Cooper Marsh for five years.
2: That's insane. That's insane. It wasn't even like a crazy egregious thing that. Cooper said so to to take it that extreme
1: well, and if you look at it now, right like Cooper marsh's best friend is Jake Marconi yeah,
2: yeah.
1: like best friend in the world Jake Marconi works for Matt Fraser mm-hmm. and that Jake and Cooper and Sammy all were kind of working together at one point in time and Matt because Cooper only showed love to Jake and Dubai just didn't stop talking to him. And it is, it blows. Cause Cooper is one of the coolest dudes, nicest dudes you've ever met in your life. And like, that just blows me away that you can find resentment in Cooper.
2: He's the agent, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. back yeah. when, so Cooper now is part owner of lab management Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he came in and was mentored by jason st Clair, who owned lab and then jason gave cooper half the company then they combined with matt o'keefe's group and Mm -hmm. daniel robbins and now they each own 25 percent in this one big huge thing Yeah. Jay Birch says, yeah, they uh Jake and Coop are best friends. And if you go back and listen to Coop's first ever interview with us, they used to own a donut stand together. Donut truck. That's great. And they, crazy. they got into some crazy adventures, which are freaking hilarious.
2: How long did it take join to, the group? Oh hey, John. Um how long did it take Matt to to get on? Talking terms with Cooper, like after so said, was it, it
1: it was five years, yeah, he said Cooper came up to him and said, Hey, we need to talk, and Matt said, No, we don't. I was being stupid. this is what I did. You did nothing wrong, and I guess they're they're cool now,
2: yeah, but was this like right when he like started with h like opening the h w p o like
1: no it had to be back when matt was competing
2: oh still competing
1: yeah like at the beginning of the competing so probably like 15
2: 2015. no he squat that they squashed it or that matt put it like was like
1: i think it was like 20 or 21 probably okay although I don't i'm trying to think when matt competed in dubai because he was there for acid bath which was 19. right some i don't know maybe it just happened maybe they just squashed it
2: that's that would be crazy knowing that they're all like jake and him are so like i just feel like that'd be crazy to still be on like not speaking terms for a couple years after you're done competing like i would hope that he squashed it a while ago i wish he would have made that a little more clear but
1: well, carolyn says that matt was in dubai in 2018. so i'm one so it 2023 would be five years
2: that's insane
1: yeah so insane um the one thing i found interesting is justin self was tested and you you alluded to it a little bit with like the circle and the mm-hmm. circle that you thought you had, you genuinely had, do have some, but all the people you thought you had aren't necessarily in the circle. Mm-hmm. And so, um. so yeah, so that's interesting to me because I... I feel like in moments of my life, the same thing has happened. And I think it happens to all of us, like where you think the person's in the inner circle and it turns out they're not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They just want to be a part of your highs and no part of your lows. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, so that that was really interesting to me, but he did I love the fact that he came to rogue after and when people were standing in line for him, and people are like it made him realize that a lot of this stuff was in his head,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: um, and the story where he told, and actually, Teddy caught that great shot of him bobbling his handstand and catching it. And the crowd went nuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in his mind, he thought that was for Roman.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then when he finished, he realized, oh my gosh, that, that was for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like two-time champ. And those are the thoughts in your head. Because that was day one. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the evening of day one
2: yeah I think he was probably yeah, already in his head because the day had not been going well, and so everyone's already rooting for rooting no one's cheering for him at this point,
1: so we thought he shit the bad
2: from the get go yeah right, yes, I'm sure that's what your yeah. was going through his head at that point, like two not great events, yeah, just does any you know I don't know, yeah, I'm sure
1: um. Yeah, that, and then I thought it was cool that Matt said he's deleted all the resentment folder. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, you should probably squash all those beefs. Like, yeah, we don't need. <laughs> that's crazy. You're not competing anymore. You should have squashed them two years ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, um, yeah. Um, he, he, I I liked that he was honest about the injuries and like he felt good when he got there but the prep wasn't there like i don't feel like enough people and i totally get it like it does does all sound like excuses and that's why probably people don't but i was i was i thought that was awesome that he came out and said some of that stuff i would have been and i know they're not gonna say like what all their injuries are because you don't want people to know some of your weaknesses but like to be forthcoming with the shins wasn't the training wasn't fully there um i like that
1: What's funny is I actually asked uh, Paige about that yesterday, Paige Semenza, because when we watched her at semis, she didn't look like herself and she barely got in. And then when you see her at the game, she looks phenomenal, right? The best she's ever looked. And I asked her, like, I know as an athlete, and I even quoted Madeira saying that it's a double-edged sword. Do you admit that you're hurt? And it sound like excuses, or do you keep it to yourself and people just wonder? And her response to me was, I'm not just a Medeiros, and when I suck, people don't really realize it. <laughs> and I think she's not giving herself enough credit.
2: Yeah, I agreed.
1: Um, and she says, like, if someone asks her, she'll tell them, but she's not just going to give it up. Okay. It's kind okay. of her way of looking at it.
2: Fair enough,
1: fair enough. And the people in her, in her circle knew that she had a back injury at semis. And so, um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting perspective.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That Justin is at the mountaintop and afraid of letting people down. And she's climbing the mountain and doesn't think anybody's noticing. So uh Jonathan Ortega insecurities and mental vulnerabilities don't care if you're a two-time champ.
2: Yep, that spot is. on.
1: And Chelsea Miller, I just keep picturing the burn book for Mean Girls. Uh exactly. <laughs>
2: it's exactly what
1: it is. <laughs> uh no greater truth probably spoken tonight. Matt is a new father. He is going to change a lot. Apparently
2: he's already changed a lot.
1: Look how, did you see how lean he was? Yes. Oh my goodness. Sammy's not making the big meals anymore.
2: Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't need to eat as much.
1: She's busy taking care of the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was cool. So, um, Coming up on an hour here. I did a survey on YouTube. I haven't, I don't have it pulled up yet. So talk amongst yourselves. Um, and asking who you thought uh, the way too early kind of prediction for next oh, year was who's going to win the games. Yeah. Um, as soon as I can get it pulled up. It don't make it easy to get to this tab. But anyway, um, here we go. Share.
0: There, there, so there we go. Here,
1: here are the polls. Here's the men's and how it all shook out. Uh, who's gonna be the champ next year? Pat Velner with 40%. Ooh. Are you kidding me?
2: Patty V wasn't he,
1: wasn't he at base camp on John's Mountain?
2: I don't know. Who cares? I <laughs> got it wrong.
1: <laughs> Uh, we have uh, Ricky Mack at 12%, Pat Vellner at 40%, Roman Krennikov at 33, 33%, and then the two past champions, Jeff Justin Medeiros at 3%. Hmm. Jeff Adler, 12%. Interesting. Kenneth says he already forgot who he voted for. I can tell you he voted for Ricky Gerard. He always does probably i vote the answer to everything he does um i find it fascinating that the two defending champs are a total of 15 percent i know karenikoff at 33 percent i don't think he's gonna win away
2: i know i think i think that's more heart than anything else like people just like in, I, here's the thing, if the guy's going to do it, it's going to probably be this year. So uh, he's going to start falling off. So he's going to put everything into it for this year. And it's going to be his best shot.
1: Here's what I have to say to you. This is freaking awesome. <laughs> that you have five guys that people think have a shot. I agree. It is going to make next year's game so fun to watch if all five get in chelsea miller says that uh john young voted 100 times <laughs> that's why pat Valner's up so high
2: i'm surprised he didn't say I, I voted 100 times
1: oh no jamie you left us for a second
2: oh internet
1: so, um, anyway, yeah. I think this is great for the sport. If you have yeah. all five yeah. of these guys at the games next year, it is awesome for the sport because you don't know. And, and none of these guys, it's going to be close. It's going to be close with these and it's going to be awesome. And the, yeah, it's gonna not having Trump. Ricky there this year, take points away And Justin having a down year took away a little bit from it. You add those into the mix and they're both good. It's gonna the the fight for points at the top is gonna be huge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So then on the women's side, Alex Gazan got one percent, Emma Lawson got three percent. Jeez. Other got 1%. So a total of 5% voted for people other than Laura and Tia. Man,
2: there's
1: some uh, true believers there in Laura. Uh, Laura at 31%, Tia at 63%, and I think, I think it's a two-horse race. And I will, I will say, for me, the only person that has a shot to kind of get into that mix is your girl, Emma Lawson. Yes. Yeah. Only person with, with a shot against those
0: two.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that could be exciting. Laura versus Tia, it was great at Rogue. The back and forth was awesome um i think that is i think it's going to be fun to watch
2: i hope it stays close and i hope that there's some women that middle them um and it just isn't always like a a one two and i don't think it will be i think i i think it's going to be similar to rogue um whether or not tia Closes, closes the gap on some of those things and comes back to peer domination. I don't know. That's, that's, what's going to be interesting to see. I like for the sport, I hope she doesn't like come back to just pure domination. I hope that they are like a back and forth.
1: I truly believe that Laura beating her at rogue gave her the confidence to go toe to toe. Um, And I do believe you have your Gazans, your Lawsons, there's enough good young talent to middle,
2: yeah, yeah, that's what we need she, they need help, and they've I feel like Annie, like Annie or someone else has said that it's been the same with the men, like you have to have help from the field,
1: so, so. the thing that Annie said that I love the most is you have to believe you can win, nobody is unbeatable,
2: yes. and I think, think
1: thats Laura.
2: It also probably gave Tia the whole new burn book. So, if she's anything like Matt, which she probably is.
1: And I don't disagree that the, I think that both of them got what they needed out of Rogue.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Tia got the, the things she needed to get back in the gym and work her ass off. And Laura got the things she needed in confidence to know she can beat Tia. And mm-hmm. I think it's just going to make the end result even better. Both of them at their very best going toe-to-toe with all these young, talented athletes trying to middle in between them. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Kenneth says, Scott, you believe Travis from spin and his Meyer hype? No. Um,
2: I didn't get that. I missed that part. I'll have to go back and watch. Cause I, I love Travis, but i didn't. I love Tra-
1: travis is one of my top three all-time favorite crossfitters
2: mm-hmm.
1: but him being top five at the games now
2: oh, well that's what he said
1: he's been saying it for months
2: oh boy he needed a uh, better showing at rogue to have that kind of a uh, hype around him
1: travis is going to be a good solid crossfitter and he's gonna have his moments but he's not finishing top five no. Not not with the five names we just showed you.
2: Uh, exactly.
1: Uh, LDY, huge Ricky fan, but 95% indoors scares me. His wins are usually outside. I think it's going to be a different looking games, and we can't judge indoor-outdoor as what it used to be. Because if it's right. 95% <laughs> indoors, they're going to have to do longer events inside.
2: Right. He said to three, uh, holy smokes.
1: Chelsea Miller, either way, I'm very excited to watch both sides this year. I agree. I think it's going to be good. Uh, uh, Kenneth Lapp, Hiller is definitely on the cover of Tia's burn book. Uh, I, am, I think that you can take to Vegas and put all the money down.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Chelsea, haha, Kenneth. I think the whole burn book is dedicated to him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And Trav and Taylor said, Tyler said top three.
2: That's I insane. heard him say top actually, five. A couple,
1: top three is insane.
2: Yeah, like I said, he would if he would have performed better at Rogue, uh, maybe like been willing to have some discussion, but because I had high hopes for him for Rogue, knowing that he didn't have the games, like has been trying, like what.
1: What three of these men are you taking out of the top five? None. Exactly.
0: No. Yeah.
1: To get top five, he has to get by one of these guys. And I don't think he has it anymore to get by one, one of them. Unless well, Pat Vellner calls off of them, something.
2: If he were to be one of them at Rogue, I would say possibly and i guess justin wasn't there so but i i don't know again he didn't perform like i expected at rogue so i i think he's kind of out of the discussion at this point
1: so let's move on to the ne- the last subject or next to last okay. subject okay. and that is has the new season opened up a greater chance of cheating.
2: Yes, I think I said that earlier, I, I think, undoubtedly, there has not been enough repercussion to athletes like blatantly, like, maybe that's just my opinion that they're blatantly cheating on some of these videos and submissions. But um, there just hasn't, there's the repercussions haven't been there to scare someone enough to not try it. I agree. And I think that's unfortunate because then it's a, I don't think there's going to be enough video review. It's going to be a luck of the kind of luck of the job. What gets reviewed? Who gets lucky on what gets let by? Um, I don't know. And they're and I, Max was talking about this on the TTT. Like they're not even transparent about the penalties, like when they do assess them. This that is one thing that has always angered me because um, I've gotten I've gotten a penalty here and there, and like it just says like you had a couple reps that didn't do this or whatever, doesn't say like, you know how, like when you did the crowdsource, um, review, you had to like say what was wrong and put like at four Oh three did not dumbbell did not touch ground. That is how their review process should come back to you. Like what exactly are you looking at and seeing that I'm not seeing I wanna know. I wanna know what you're what and then also what's the penalty for that because sometimes it's a fifteen percent off the time, sometimes it isn't, sometimes it's like three to miss double unders, and that is not that is not even the same as Danny Spiegel not locking out muscle ups, because that is changes the workout completely. Um and even the like not fully to standing full extension on a squat, like chain that doesn't change the workout the way not finishing a muscle up changes the workout or finishing cleans things i just things are not they're not equal reps are not equal and i just think i wish they were a little more transparent in that kind of thing
1: andrew Sten says hq needs to drop the hammer and invalidate videos until they do until they do that people will keep cheating skirting the rules
2: 100
1: kenneth says a lot of people going to want to hit that 25% by hook or crook. So what about this aspect? You've as you, me, and Carolyn have said, and LDY, you're shrinking those semifinals from 60 to 40. The only people that get drug tested are the top, whoever makes the games and a couple more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think PED usage is going to shoot through the roof to get into that 40.
2: Yep, yep.
1: The window is so small. The differences are so minute that <laughs> I think in reducing that, not only have you created a nightmare for these athletes and the programmers of quarterfinals, but you've created a drug problem.
2: Well, uh- To that end, I'm extremely nervous for the Masters because MFC, Legends, nothing like that has ever tested. So are we just going to be the drug games now?
1: So Masters are only drug tested at the games.
2: Yes. And only the top five.
1: I I don't know the logistics of that. Um, tch, tch, tch. Carolyn, yeah, test they- more athletes out of season. People know they get tested at comps.
0: Yep,
1: I yep. completely agree. The testing at the comp means mm. nothing. That is an IQ test, not a drug test. Uh, I don't think athletes can afford a major penalty with the cuts. She's probably right. Now that you're down to forty, if you get a major penalty in quarters, it could be rough for the elite indi- elite individuals.
2: So, yeah, I yes. And do you will that be enough to get people to? put in proper videos and proper
1: scores because they're nervous? I don't know. Um Jay Birch says, how many athletes get judges game judges to judge them? That doesn't even help. TTT did that last year and the video review overrode the games judge that was there on site and c- had a better angle on the on the call. I truly believe that CrossFit should certify a group of judges like Andrew Sten, who have a long time history of being a great judge, and if you have that judge come to your place to judge you, then that is valid.
2: Yeah, we talked about that. That's that becomes a haves and have nots game and who has more money to pay who to, I I get it. And I do think it's, it's to be discussed. I just can see a whole can of worms with that. (laughs) Riff, Scott riff.
1: (laughs) Well, so let me ask you this. Is it easier to punish people you're certifying like the judges for being inappropriate or this blob of humanity that is the contestants in your game, right? If a judge is doing something they shouldn't do, then they get their ass fired or they get sued or they get whatever because they're under contract to you doing a job. Yeah. Well,
2: re again, it all comes back to is there ever going to be any repercussions, actually.
1: And there's group forming to help with the judging. They're in talks with CrossFit. Oh, that's
2: wonderful. Uh, Jeff said, really, it was my understanding that they didn't have to go through video review. Everyone, regardless of if you have a certified judge, for, to get two semifinals had to have video with a certified judge in the video.
1: That's a requirement from quarterfinals to two semifinals. Yeah, the yeah it's open, not like it's the open. open that up a little bit. Right. <clears throat> I think this, that's what, that's Then the open really doesn't matter at all anymore not
2: at all that's what quarterfinals is but that's why i want quarterfinals to be a smaller field and a little bit stricter yeah
1: so i thought that was an interesting topic we may hit that one again soon okay so uh i'm gonna go ahead and finish up but i have to grab something real quick So this, this weekend, uh, there's a football game going to happen. And it is the greatest football team to ever exist, the Chicago Bears. And they're taking on the Detroit Lions, who only have two fans in Lansing, Michigan. And that's Jamie and Hartman. <laughs> and they're going this week. And we are ready. So let's go. Bear down.
2: Well, Tyson's not playing. I know. You think Justin's well, actually You hate the bears now. I yeah, now I hate them. Right, you're right. I'm, I don't. I don't even have to cheer for them. I've been cheering for them every weekend, and I feel like a no. traitor.
1: And now you're a lion lover again. Yes. So K- K- Kenneth,
2: we're all lions fans.
1: We gonna we gonna place a bet this weekend?
2: Sure, what's a bet?
1: I always lose these bets. <laughs> always lose these bets. Uh, and Detroit's really good this year,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: but Justin Fields has to play for his job.
2: Mm-hmm. He, does. he does
1: so if I lose. I'll do I will do a hundred and fifty air squats. Okay. And a hundred push ups. Okay. Carolyn says I should do breath by squats. Okay. I'll do that one. If I lose, death by squats.
2: Okay. If I lose, I'll do death by strict handstand push-up.
1: Oh. Death. Oh, man. My quaff.
2: (laughs) Death by burpees? Oh, man. Death by burpees. I have done that. I'd do that. That's fine.
1: Carolyn's a judge. Okay. And the executioner.
2: Oh, you I'll don't want me to do death by thrusters. thrusters. <laughs> I will. I'll just be dead at two.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be awful.
2: That would be awful.
1: Well, that will be fun. Now we've got... Okay. So death by squats, death by burpees to the loser of the game this weekend. Well, this was a fun show
0: yeah
1: so yeah. next week we hit ha- burpee to a target now she's getting like really
0: all right all right, all right.
1: can you get a bar that low
2: <laughs> yes i have a perfect bar for it i did it in the hiller the nope
1: <laughs> just kidding uh kenneth says chances are not great scott i know I know, but I'm loyal. I'm a loyal, loyal fan. I'm a loyal friend. That's who I am. And Ashley Kotler and I used to do bets on Packers bears games. I lost so many in a row. I just, (laughs) yeah, I just acted like I wasn't her friend anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So with that, this was a fun show. We will be back next week. Uh,
2: no, uh, we, like, Isn't it?
1: Like, well, Birch.
2: Isn't we'll it Thanksgiving next week. next week?
1: It may not be Thursday night. We'll okay. figure out something. We'll do something. Uh, so when you're when you're digesting your turkey or making your either before or after your turkey, we'll we'll be here for I something.
2: Actually, I can actually probably do Thursday night. We're doing dinner at like one o'clock. I'll probably be home.
1: So I probably could as well. All right. We're doing it here, right. but we'll talk, we'll talk and we'll get something up. Okay. All right. With that, we will, if we're doing th- Thanksgiving night, then we'll do our list of like the top 40 for the games. We haven't done that since the games. Okay. And it'll help us prepare for our spin poll.
2: Okay. Fair enough. I'll start working All right. on it. Okay.
1: We will see everyone next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. Bye, guys. Okay. we change game. we all name. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy. And now back to
0: the interview.